The Warrior's Heart, a reading by Grammy. Hello, my sweet munchkins. This is a story written for you by my dear friend, Danny Cherie. Won't you listen and learn how the fairy could lose something so very important so that you may never lose your wings? Chapter 20, The Goodbye. Elizabeth felt a coolness wash over her forehead. It was a hand, his hand. Finally, she opened her eyes and saw the fountainhead standing over her. Oh, Father! The sight of him caused Elizabeth to weep softly. I wasn't sure. I would see you again, she sobbed. She tried to reach up and hug him, but her arms were too heavy to lift. Careful, you are still very weak. You have much recovery left, he said, while gently placing his hand on her in order to keep her from sitting up. She nodded and didn't attempt to do anything else. It was in this moment that the thought of Abaddon came rushing back into her mind. The battle! What about all the fairies and the animals? Without thinking, she tried to sit up, only to feel intense pain shoot through her small frame. The fountainhead once again held her back and gave her a stern look. Ah, I'm sorry, she said sheepishly. But what happened? You were victorious, Elizabeth, he said with a smile. Look around. Do you not see where you lie now? He asked while motioning around himself. Elizabeth turned her head. She noticed she was in her old room in the oak tree, just as she had left it, with the exception of the chest where the fountain had stored her armor. It was put in the corner of her room, causing her to smile. As the minutes passed and she remembered more and more of the previous days, how many did we lose? What about Quinn and Bera? Did Abaddon die? She asked. The fountainhead looked grave as he answered. We lost the king of your colony, 13 fairies from Astrum and 18 fairies from your own colony. Quinn is not hurt. He was able to free all the captive fairies and the animals because of your bravery fighting Abaddon. Quinn has been very worried about you. Elizabeth's head dropped at the thought of losing any of her precious friends. Then she looked up. What about Abaddon Fountainhead? She pressed once more as she recalled the last moments of seeing the snake. The Fountainhead sighed. I am very proud of you, sweet Elizabeth. You did not give in to fear. You held strong, even at the cost of your own life. My arrow! Elizabeth exclaimed as the memories continued coming back. Did it strike him? She whispered, almost afraid to know the answer. When you released the arrow in my name, it had true and strong, just like the times before, he replied. Recalling the bright light Elizabeth saw before she passed out, she knew she did not shoot the arrow in her own power. 
Is Abaddon dead? asked Elizabeth. No, for it is not his time right now. Your arrow only stunned him, the Fountainhead said gravely. Where, where is he now, Fountainhead? A little fear entered her voice. He sighed heavily and said, I have took him away. You are safe, but because of him I must do this. Then he looked down. There was a silence for several minutes. Do what, father? Elizabeth's response was soft towards him. She could see his heart was troubled. The fountainhead turned from her bedside. I must say goodbye for now to meet with Abaddon. He and I have some unfinished business. But, father, I have only just begun to know you. You, you cannot leave. My heart would not be able to handle it. I am weak without you. Elizabeth's heart felt as if it would burst. She could not lose him. Sweet Elizabeth, you won't lose me, for I will be here. He took his hand and set it upon her heart. Always, I promise. And he smiled tenderly at her. Tears streamed from her eyes. I get it now, she murmured through soft sobs. And what is that? He asked as if he didn't already know. I know now, looking back, that you weren't saying goodbye to Bera. He was saying it to you. He knew that you were going to leave, and Bera was somehow all right with that. He was a strong warrior bird, but I refuse to say goodbye. I'm not strong like Bera. Can't you say, I need you. I am a coward without you. Elizabeth was desperate to have him understand her need for him. My creation, I know what you need and what you don't. I wouldn't leave if I thought you would physically need me. There was a pause, and then he reached deep inside his pocket as he said, I have something for you. And he pulled out a magnificent crystal necklace. He held it up, and the light caught it, causing rainbows to dance on the walls. She gasped, It is beautiful. Elizabeth whispered breathlessly. He explained, I put a piece of my heart inside this crystal. It is through this we will be together. If you ever need me, call upon my name, and I will hear you. He took the necklace and gently lifted her head in order to fasten it around her neck. The cool of the crystal felt reassuring against her skin. I promise to come back one day. But Elizabeth, I need to ask something of you. Yes, father. She managed to choke out through the tears and the pain welling up in her throat. My people have forgotten me. They know not who their creator is. But you have had the eyes to see, to see what no one else could. The barrier to your vision is now gone. Teach my people, Elizabeth. Teach them of me. Tell them of my love. Spur them on to goodness, truth, and strength. Teach each one to have a warrior's heart. With those words, 
He wrapped himself around Elizabeth and held on tightly. He let her sob into him for a while as he gently stroked her hair. After her sobbing quieted, he reached out his hand and laid them gently on her eyes. She could feel herself fading quickly. I will always be here. I love you, my sweet daughter. Chapter 21, A New Day. Days passed before Elizabeth woke again. Her eyes felt like they were glued shut from the tears she had spilt in her sleep. Her heart ached, knowing the fountainhead would no longer wait for her in the morning and chase her around the forest, nor would she sit in his library and hear of all his wonders. She mourned the great loss she felt in her heart. As a fresh morning tear fell to the ground, she lifted her hand to grasp the crystal necklace. Its warmth brought her comfort. He said he would be right here. I trust him. So purposefully setting her thoughts, she imagined him sitting on the bed beside her. She reached her hand out and pictured his hand holding hers. I miss you. She spoke as she sat holding his hand for a long while in her thoughts. After quite some time, she rose from her bed feeling comforted. Standing, she held her shoulders back with great strength and confidence. She knew there was now a new mission to complete. She began this quest by walking over to the wash basin to scrub her face. It took a long time before she could get all the dirt off herself, and it took even longer to wash and untangle her hair. After much time and patience, she sat on her bed with clean clothes, braiding her silky hair. Her hands moved automatically to braid it, but she paused halfway through and decided to keep it down. As she ran a hand through it, she noticed the chest in the corner of the room. Walking up to it, she opened the lid. Just as she expected, her armor was there, as well as her weapons. She hesitated over the chest before bending down and picking up her sword. She was a warrior now, so she decided she would carry herself as one. She fastened the sword around her waist and walked to the door. She paused only for a moment before pushing it open. <laughs> 